Hey, this is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to the Kevin's Barbecue Joints podcast. And this one is really special because it's always wonderful to talk to Dan Nuvon. He's the barbecue editor for Texas Monthly Magazine, and I reached out to him because I wanted him to share how he goes about planning a barbecue trip in Texas because I thought it'd be useful for people that were traveling to Texas, as well as people that live within Texas and want to go on a barbecue run. Of course, his barbecue runs are slightly different because he's doing it for Texas Monthly Magazine. However, if there is anyone on the planet that has the insight into how to do this properly, it's Daniel Vaughn. The man has gone to over 2,084 barbecue joints. It was 2084 at the time of filming, so I'm assuming it's more than that. He's gone to 252 of the 254 counties in Texas. He's covered a lot of territory. And so he gives his tips, his tricks. He talks about all of the research that he does ahead of time. He talks about the things specifically to always confirm prior to going out on your adventure. He talks about the worst days of the week in chronological order to go to a barbecue joint if you're trying to go to multiple places in one day. He talks about all the different guides and resources that you can use to make your trip successful. He goes into what he feels is the ideal amount of people for a road trip. He talks about music that he listens to on his road trips and it guaranteed to surprise you. It surprised me and it's awesome. And and I was going to try to do this kind of a bullet point of things to do, but I knew that this would meander wonderfully all over the place and it does and you're going to get a lot of insight into things that i don't think you knew about daniel on his travels it's a very casual long conversation i think by the end even though you maybe think you know daniel you'll know a little bit more but also have the tools necessary to make your barbecue road trips more memorable and get a chance to see more places. We also go into what he orders, what his favorite thing to order is, and the interview starts because he has a Mandalorian helmet behind him, Mandalorian from Star Wars, and that's where the interview starts. So it jumps into there, and then we go from there to talking about how to do a proper barbecue run in Texas. So I can't thank him enough for taking the time, sharing all this insight. I'm gonna to try to put together a companion blog piece at Kevin's BBQ Joints so that there could be links and examples of what he's referring to. I'm on all the social media at Kevin's BBQ Joints. But at the end, stay safe and visit your local barbecue joint. Notice there's a Mandalorian helmet behind you, right? Yes, so uh, I, was the, I was the Pandalorian for Halloween. You had a panda um, suit and then that up? That's a panda suit with a Mandalorian helmet. Yes. Nice. Okay. One person in my entire neighborhood got it. <laughs> and he's just like, and he was so happy because I was walking by and see it in his face. It's just like, Pandalorian. <laughs> oh, man, that's what it is. Then my son got a Mandalorian outfit for, uh, for some Star Wars party at school. Okay. wore this Mandalorian helmet, which is very much adult sized. So it looked very comical on his small head. How does it like looking out of it? Is, not great. Not great. not great. Not great visibility. Super hot. <laughs> um, it's like the audio, like speaking into it hurts and you can't hear anything around you at all. So you just basically don't speak very much because it just becomes such, it hurts. Which would make it like it would be difficult to be uh, the real Mandalorian and fight and do battle because there's like you couldn't hear anything behind you. You couldn't yeah. hear. Yeah. So I remember exactly. wearing an, a Darth Vader helmet when I was a kid for Halloween and or in a Yoda mask one time, too. And that was uh, the hottest thing in yes. head in my life. All right. Well, uh, good afternoon. How are you doing? Ben? I'm doing well. I just got back from a barbecue road trip, but a short one. Sure. Yeah, and I noticed it. And that was, and I, when I, as I watched that unfold on social media today, I thought this is kind of apropos and it makes sense. And the reason you were probably why, probably thinking he forgot about our meeting. 
A little bit, a little bit. Which is what <laughs> most people do. And it's like, no, I got it all planned out. Man. No, I figured that. I figured hour there, an hour back. I got two stops. I got back home at like 2.20. And here we are at three o'clock sitting down. I saw it going and then I thought, oh, well, maybe I was like, did I say next Thursday? Or maybe I was, I, don't know. I thought it was me more than you. But it's what I, what I wanted to do. And I, I think I tried to explain it in the email was that you have knowledge that not many people have you have like a lot of people have a little bit of knowledge about barbecue road trips and barbecue tours but they have it like on a small basis you this is like i said in my email you have more knowledge than anyone on the planet which is a weird thing to even say out loud it's just odd to have something that, like some kind of knowledge that for something that people love so much and so i thought well, it might be nice to get some tips and tricks and just kind of get some background as to how you plan out your barbecue trips they're a little different than some people because you know, you yeah, know. Uh, the first thing we should preface all this with is that I'm doing my barbecue trips for work, yeah. not for pleasure. And if I were doing it for pleasure, it might, uh, I might plan things a little bit differently. So yeah, always keep that in mind. So do you, so yeah, so then as we go along the way, talking about things, if there's something that you could say, hey, that's like for work, I do this, but I do this, diff- I would do this differently for pleasure. Yeah, that, that would probably, that would be good. But I thought this would at least give some advice if they were flying into Texas for business or for fun or someone that lives in Texas that wants to explore more, like, how do you do it? Cause you know, there's a lot of people that I, I know that don't do this. And so how, how do you get yourself prepared? Let's, what, what would be a good example? Research. I mean, as far as professionally, so I keep, um, a series of Google drafts to myself, Gmail drafts okay. of different cities and different barbecue places in and around that city that could be potential visits in the future. Um, anytime a place looks incredible, I'm going to put it on that city's uh, okay. you know Gmail draft. Before I go on a trip, then I create another Gmail draft just for that. And I do it in drafts because they're easy to find on my phone, that draft. Okay. Or, and it's also easy to just copy and paste into my notes on my phone so I can keep it. But it's also then easy to continue to edit, you know, yeah. as I as I need to while I'm doing the planning. So usually I will find one or two places that I want to make my destination okay. and then look at my grand map of my grand Google map of Texas barbecue joints and start looking on my route and then just around that area, what other spots I might stop at. And so that's part of the research, but really the the biggest, the hardest part of the research is uh, just looking up all the hours uh, and making sure that all these places are open. So the days they're open, the hours they're open. I know that a lot of people come to Texas and really expect that Texas barbecue joints operate like most other restaurants, which is they got to be open probably six or seven days a week. And they're probably open for lunch and dinner. I mean, fact is that a lot of barbecue places are open, you know, three days, sometimes one day a week. Most of them are open for lunch only. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why places like a a Terry Black's and a Hutchins uh, are so impressive because they're open for lunch and dinner. Uh, And so, you know, I start to look for those patterns like, all right, are there any places that I want to go to open for dinner? Good. I can just put that in my dinner slot. Oh, that's uh, smart. And then try and look at, look for the places that are more popular, the ones I might want to get to earlier and, you know, chart my path that way. And are there play, any places that open, you know, at, uh, at, at 10 o'clock or that's like awesome. snows at eight o'clock. But I like to say that my work day uh, on a barbecue trip generally starts at 11 
that's when almost all yeah. Texas barbecue joints open is at 11 o'clock. So uh, just, you know, chart out. Do you think this place is going to have some sort of line beforehand? If so, plan for that. Get there a little bit early. Are there places that look good, but maybe are a little less popular? Well, then that's a good one for your whatever, 1230 slot uh, mm-hmm. for your second stop. And then, uh, you know, is there another place that might be open later uh, that you can have as your third slot? So doing three incredibly popular barbecue joints in one day, at one lunch period is, is kind of tough uh, just because you're probably going to be waiting in some sort of line. You're going to order a bunch of food and you're going to really enjoy it and probably want to talk to some of those people yeah but doing three is pretty tough uh so uh, two is better and then maybe one for dinner uh especially if you're just getting started now for uh, for the research part yeah you know you can look at certainly look at google and look at what their hours are but just always confirm things on their social media channels if people are gonna if a restaurant is taking vacation yeah uh, post, <laughs> yeah uh, they're going to post that on their social or media. Or have a water web, issue. or Not on their issue. website. Uh, yeah, a water issue, a power issue. Um, you know, recently, you know, I went to a place, Cruise Barbecue Company today down in April. Yeah. It's my second visit there. Uh, only first time I got to eat there. Because the um, last time I went, I looked on their Instagram page. All good. No announcement. I get there. It's closed. Oh. It's an hour away. And I look on their facebook page and they have announced that they were closed for the day because of a big catering gig uh so that's another thing to to remember is that you know a lot of these businesses are not only are they short staffed because of the time we're living in but also they're just short staffed because many of these are just family-owned places and if they have the opportunity to serve 200 people and know exactly how much they're going to make for that on some big catering operation, they're probably going to take that over sitting at the restaurant on like a Thursday afternoon, hoping that people walk in the door, always check those social media channels, uh, Facebook and Instagram. But that's interesting that you say Facebook because a lot of these businesses too, as I've done this research for another project, I'm working on my thousand projects. um, There's a lot of them don't have websites. Like they have just Facebook. And as as terrible of a company as Meta, Facebook, whatever, Mm -hmm. as terrible as they are, um, they've made themselves uh, pretty much invaluable to a lot of these small businesses where their only web presence is on Facebook. Yeah. So don't just, so people shouldn't have just used their Instagram as the go-to. It should double check with their Facebook if you're driving really far away. Yeah. I mean, I called cruise barbecue company today i called them at about uh i called them at 10 o'clock because it's about an hour there and i was just hoping somebody answered the phone and would confirm they were open before i got in the car but you know as far as the tools i use to search for places mm-hmm. uh google maps is really great and i mean like if if i do show up somewhere and they happen to be unexpectedly closed for some reason or maybe sold out earlier than I had hoped. I will literally just go onto my Google map and like search barbecue near me. Is there any newer spot that opened up that I might've missed or, you know, some place, you know, that I just haven't been to in a really long time Mm -hmm. that I've kind of forgotten about or a place that might be on my route back home. So are you mapping, when you said you map it out, are you mapping out directions to one place first and then things along the way kind of thing? Or, and then if you see something too, you obviously might alter your route but yeah um i'm i'm laying it out like sometimes it's just more general if i'm going to a city uh, i'm probably going to have all of my spots figured out and i will almost always put more than i can make it to Mm -hmm. or more than i think i can make it to 
to challenge myself, I guess. Uh, not really. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. Just to make sure that I have enough spots to go to. Uh, so I'll put more on there than I than I know that I can hit or that I think that I can hit. So if you went to a city, though, you're spending the night, right? Uh, not always. I mean, I, I've done, I do plenty of day trips down to Austin and okay. Houston as well. Uh, I My day trip uh, radius is pretty much three hours away from here. Okay. So Houston's a little bit further than that. But if like my last stop is in the woodlands or in spring or something like that, that's really just three hours from home. Yeah. that's So uh, yeah, if I'm three hours away, then, then oftentimes I'll, I'll do that in a day. Um, I'm flying more often these days too. Oh. Uh, if I'm going out to like Amarillo or El Paso or heading down to the Valley uh, there, I used to drive a lot more often uh, because well, because there was a lot of barbecue joints I hadn't hit between here and there. You know, nowadays there's a lot of barbecue joints that I've hit yeah. along all those routes. And I can tell you not a whole lot of new barbecue spots open up between like uh, Midland and uh, El Paso. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Of not, not a whole lot of reason. And, you know, last time I went to El Paso, that was just a day trip too. just fly out, go to a couple spots and, and fly and back, fly back that night. Oh, yeah. So is that because so you're flying out of love? Is that uh, Dallas? Yeah, Love, love Field. Love yeah, Field. go southwest. Uh, that's one benefit of living in Dallas. You got Love Field, and I can get to Austin or Amarillo, Midland, uh, El Paso. Uh, go down to Harlingen. I go to all those places in you know quite a few flights a day. That's a good advice. I didn't even think about. It, is that someone could do that if they were staying in Dallas for something, but they wanted to make some little trips and they didn't want to. Chances are, hopefully they had a car, but then, so then if you, then do you, I guess you'd fly in, rent a car and do about all that jazz. So that yeah. Be- fly in, rent a car or, you know, fly in and, and Uber around as well. But you got to plan your day around that too, just so that way with, with times and with things being open. So then if you're doing, if you're doing research ahead of time, are you, if you're just doing it on your, basically on your phone, but you're doing it also on, don't you have, did you have, I think you showed me picture or maybe you showed people a picture of, of do you have you have a google map with all the places you visit right so after you visit do you update that or update that once a week or something or yeah no after i visit i update it um i try to do it right afterwards and mm-hmm. because sometimes i'll forget like i went to vegas a few months ago and literally last night i went i was looking at my map around that area and i was like all these are still red i've been to all these i need to change them all to green uh, places okay. I've been to. So yeah, I have a, a massive map and it is all the places that I've been, all the places I need to go, and then all the places that I've been to that have closed. So if you add up the places that have closed, which are gray, and the places I've been, which are green, that's the total amount of barbecue joints that I've been to. And I could... And as we spoke off camera, you've been to... How many counties are in Texas? Oh, man. I should I could Google that. Let me just... It's two... 254 okay i think i should know this 254 254 that's right it, i've yes. been to 252 of them yeah so let's hope. two counties left <laughs> two counties so that's yeah so you've covered a lot of distance already yes and so uh, my current count i've been to 2084 uh different barbecue trips. i'm gonna write that down but i'll have it on <laughs> it'll be recorded so 2084 yes. so that's but does that count like minnesota like is that all like that's all over yeah that's all over the world all over the world right yeah yeah that's and it's the the resources wise you can use their social media but to find the places too for people that are maybe completely green to this there's texas monthly 
Yeah, if you're coming to Texas, I mean, you certainly can start with the Texas Monthly Top 50 um, and the 50 honorable mentions. Like those alone are going to give you a whole bunch of great barbecue Mm -hmm. to go eat. Uh, You can also use our Texas Monthly Barbecue Finder app. Mm -hmm. So all of the places that I've written uh, a review of, um, all of them are on there. So, and you can click a link to see what the review is to see if that's a place you want to go to all the top 50 places as an honorable mention places are tagged in that as well. Mm-hmm. And so it'll help you maybe make your route. Um, if there's uh, a number of places that, that look interesting to you, then you can sort of choose your route based on those places. And knowing by that, knowing the top 10 on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, those places, the top 10 for sure, there's a good chance those places will be more crowded. A lot of them will be crowded, but I think that top 10, it's a good guess that those places will have the longest lines if you're trying to gauge. And uh, if you're trying to plan, you know, if you have the freedom to plan different days of which Mm -hmm. to go travel, uh, if you, you know, really want to be efficient about the barbecue places that Mm -hmm. you go to, uh, going on a Saturday is about the worst day you can choose. Um, Sunday, second worst. Um, Friday, third. Uh, so basically any other day, if, if, if it is <laughs> yeah. open Monday through Thursday, any of those days are going to be better days to go try and visit it uh, just to deal with fewer people. Yeah. I mean, I went to Franklin Barbecue a few weeks ago um, on a Thursday, I believe. That's... And it was, uh, That's... <laughs> I walked in at 1.30. Uh, they hadn't sold out yet. There were about 12 people in line in front of me. And at 1.50, I had a tray of barbecue. So wow. So there are benefits of being able to go on your barbecue search uh, on during a weekday. Now, one of the problems is that many places are only open, you know, Friday through Sunday or Thursday through Saturday, or like a snow's barbecue only open on Saturday. So, yeah. And, and, and and as a rule, I'd say what probably 70, 80% are probably closed on Monday. So I would. Yeah. There's a Monday is a bad, bad day to plan a barbecue road trip. Uh, unless you have very specific places chosen, mm-hmm. uh, Monday is certainly you're going to find the least amount of barbecue joints yeah. open. So that's the day you get Tex-Mex, or you get or that's that's <laughs> just the day. Or... <laughs> that's the day you fly home, <laughs> or that's the day you fly home from your trip th- from yeah. the previous week. Do you put together anything for traveling? Like, do you put bring an ice chest with you? Do you bring a cooler? Do you... I do. I always I've always got a Yeti in the trunk. Um, and that is, uh, for, you know, bringing just about anything back. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, like if I am at Tejas chocolate and I buy some chocolates, like I want to get them in that cooler, yeah. uh, even if there's no ice in with it, just, uh, something to hold the temperature and, and not melt them all out. I would say that if you're going on a big barbecue road trip and multiple days, that, uh, takeout container that you're going to take back to your hotel and put it in the refrigerator, just throw it right in the trash. It's easier. <laughs> Uh, just right in the trash because you're not going to eat it. <laughs> you have fresh barbecue in your very near future. So just do what you can to order um, order an amount of barbecue that's realistic. Okay. And I know one of the questions you had for me on your list is, is it better to travel alone or travel with a group? And yeah, certainly nice. if I'm going to go with, uh, if I'm going to go to several places and I know that I have to order a bunch of barbecue, then traveling with a group makes it a lot easier. It makes is there it an ideal group number? Three. I like three, three people. <laughs> three three okay. people total. Okay. Because uh, um, then you never have a tied vote for what to do. Uh, you. Uh, <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. And yeah, three people is just good. Uh, it's a, uh, a lot of times you you know you think like a link of sausage split three ways and 
you know, three ribs, three slices of brisket. It's, you're not dealing with a, a ton, a ton of barbecue there. So yeah, I like to travel with three people when possible, okay, but, but it, it certainly helps when you might feel guilty about throwing barbecue away. So yeah, that's um, like, cause you, like you said, the chances are you're not going to eat it again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, if you're on like a multi-day trip, but like today I went to those two places, they were and I went to Big D Barbecue afterwards. Um, I enjoyed the barbecue at both places. I put it in a takeout container, brought it back home, put it right in the fridge. In food service, it's four hours is really what you have in the danger zone. And the danger zone is you know 45 degrees to 145 degrees, basically. You don't want to eat food that is spent more than four hours in that danger zone. And so if I'm leaving San Antonio in my car, like I'm not going to eat that stuff. Yeah, that's right. If by the time I get home, I also, the amount of ice that you need in a cooler to get hot barbecue actually cold enough to be like below 45 degrees yeah. is a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of ice. Uh, and so you're probably, it's probably going to be sitting in the danger zone. Uh, if you just throw a couple of ice packs in there or like a, you know, your styrofoam cup full of ice, like it's not going to do it. That's smart. I wasn't even thinking of the, the help. I was just thinking this chances are you just won't eat it but there is and I've, I've talked to dr nick a little bit about food safety before and it's yeah definitely you you have to yeah. be cognizant of that because yes i certainly bring barbecue home but you know be realistic about that as mm-hmm. well like are you going to eat the potato salad that sat in with your like hot ribs and brisket for three hours yeah unless let's say that, that guy that gets up at two in the morning and randomly yeah. eats some weird food that like pizza that's been out all night or something like yes. that that yes. guy that, that we all knew from parties when we were younger but but okay so that's so ideally three people a two-person tour though can work and also two. oh can, yeah absolutely you could definitely, you could so a one person that's what most well, that's of what mine are yeah, mostly, yeah. Mm-hmm. and that's really just for speed mm-hmm. and the people that i go out with uh that i've gone out with often understand that uh there's no need to linger over a bad meal like, mm-hmm. all right that's bad we know it let's leave like why are we still sitting here just keep moving on to the and, next one and if that's your, if pastures. that's something if that's something that people want to do is to keep trying a bunch of different places if it's not good move on i would think yeah if it's not good just move on and please if that is the sort of barbecue road trip you want to take i fully support that because yeah. um, i would love if people would go out there and vet more barbecue joints instead of just doing the greatest hits tours which please go do the greatest hits tours like yeah. go enjoy yourself eating barbecue but um it, it's always nice to hear back just some sort of opinion about a place that i've never heard of or maybe just haven't bothered to make a trip to uh and maybe that opinion is that it's great and mm-hmm. i really should go try it out and uh, if it is then it you know, I get plenty of those messages and I welcome them. Okay. So that's cool. That's also nice for people to, and then if you visit the place in their head, they'll, you know, it makes them feel good that they gave you some advice that you took. And then I think people, people enjoy. Now I have emails people back though. <laughs> oh, you did? have told me that it's the greatest barbecue I'm ever uh, going to eat. And I've emailed them back and let them know that I, you know, I drove an hour out of my way to go to this place and I, uh, if, if you think that it's better than the place that you said it's better than like you, yeah, you, I don't know. <laughs> does that, does that become a back and forth or is that something that they just, it goes away after you said that? It usually just goes away. And I let them know that I'm really don't have much need for any more of their uh, food opinions. 
I've got a quick question. This is a quick aside, but it kind of, it, it's along the lines that you're just talking about. How many messages do you get a day on your phone? Are there times where you get? Just... Well, it depends on what you mean by messages on my phone. How many unsolicited messages on Instagram do I get of mm -hmm. people who are just certain that uh, I need to go try this place or that their new place that is uh, like a week old is going to change mm -hmm. the landscape of Texas barbecue yeah. a lot. I get a lot. Um, and so I, I don't like to visit a place unless it's been open for, you know, about six weeks or two months. Um, mm -hmm. I certainly don't usually feel the need to go to a place like on their first day in business to be the first one there or anything like yeah. that. Uh, cause my, most of the reason that I'm going to eat at a place is so I can write about it. I mean, there's a place here in Dallas, the Douglas, mm -hmm. uh, that opened up and it had been, it, it was a big splash when it opened and I did go on the first day and I took my family there, uh, cause I was curious of what the menu was going to be and how expensive it was going to be and all these things. So I did go, but, um, I haven't gone back yet, but I, I will have to go back a couple of times before I'll write anything about it. It looks like a beautiful location too. Like it looks like yeah. a lot of wood. <laughs> no, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a really nice place. Say you're doing a pretty good size road trip. Do you try to make some stops that aren't barbecue along the way or try to find some landmarks or things that you haven't or that you've heard about? Or do you make notes throughout the year that, okay, I want to, I think you know. Not really throughout the year, but I will look at my route and see if there's anything really interesting. Honestly, I don't usually stop at any of them unless I'm going with a group. Uh, I do it for them. I mean, it's, I go to places that I think are going to be cool, but I do it for them. I do it so that we can take a break. Um, otherwise, I'd just be like, oh, I mean, there's another barbecue place like right here. <laughs> I haven't been there. I haven't been there in a long time. Might learn something. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if I'm with a group, then I'll look for interesting places, whether it's an interesting bar to go get a drink or an interesting site or museum. Yeah, like I was down around Belleville uh, in Austin County last week. And so uh, drove around to see a couple of the old dance halls that are still around, oh, there, like nice. old German dance halls that have been around for, you know, some of them 150 years. Yeah, added that into the to the road trip. To, and then I added in a place uh, in Round Top just to go get a drink because I wanted to go out to Round Top and see it. Huh. And uh, lo and behold, right across from the bar, there's a barbecue joint. <laughs> Yeah, that you I went. I went. Yeah, a place I hadn't heard of. Yeah, so I went in there. Oh, it was good. Like... Round Top Smokehouse. I got some. They had char siu baby back ribs. Oh, that that's killer. Good. Ah, that's really, that sounds really good. Then that's like there's certain dips of stuff. There's things that happen. I guess like maybe one of the big takeaways is to explore. And you know, you have we have the criteria of the top fifty, and then the honorable mentions, which is a hundred total or so. Uh, because I think they're all still open, are they? I think they, I don't think any mm -hmm. of There's a couple that have closed already. Maybe, but, maybe so. Okay. But, but yeah, uh, I mean, Texas has, uh, we have a ton of great breweries and great distilleries as well. Mm -hmm. If you want to include that in your touring, you know, plenty of historical sites. I mean, I'm a dad. Uh, uh, the, when, I, when I went down to Austin County, we did stop. I was with a friend of mine. I was like, all right, we're, we're at Washington on the browsers right here. Like we need to stop and I'll show you where the, uh, you know, the Texas uh, Declaration of Independence was signed. It's oh, like right off the road here. So let's go take a look. And, and well, we you did. love architecture. You like architecture too. So I do like architecture. And uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot of, uh, you know, design theory that went into the cabin where the, 
<laughs> Declaration of Independence. Yeah, no, I wasn't saying that specifically. I was just saying in general, as you travel. But yeah, I, I do enjoy going to see different architectural for... sites. I mean, the Post in uh, in Houston uh, is a really cool building. It's a reuse of an old uh, post office facility ah. they used for mail sorting, and now it's uh, now it's a giant food hall. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, I'll, I'll make different destinations that, and they don't have barbecue there. So mm -hmm. I went anyway, which I know it's crazy, <laughs> no, but, but that is a problem that does become a problem when people ask me, where do I go for this type of food in Austin mm -hmm. or that type of food in Houston? It's sort of like, I mean, I eat at a few different places, but I'm mostly eating barbecue. Mm -hmm. So I'm sorry, but I can, I can give you all the barbecue yeah, yeah. recommendations you need, but uh, the, when it comes to the other restaurants, sometimes my recommendation list gets a little thin. But you aren't you aren't soliciting people to come to you for recommendations. If people want recommendations, I mean, want to get like a some sort of you have even Texas Month, you've come out with lists of all the places. Well, I mean, also. here's the thing: like a, a ton of what I do on, especially Twitter, is answering people on on where That's they true. should go. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy to do that if you provide some like specific information, mm -hmm. you know, um, where's the best barbecue in Texas? Yeah, like that's, yeah, that's silly. Like, come <laughs> on, that's so unhelpful. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we have the Texas Monthly Top 50 and the honorable mentions list. We have the, the barbecue app. Uh, we have different city guides. We have a, a mm -hmm. guide to each barbecue, uh, each big city in Texas. Mm -hmm. And, you know, certainly you can consult those. But yeah, I mean, if you have something very specific, uh, like, you know, I'm going to be in this city and I want dinner on this mm -hmm. night of the week. Like what is, what's a good option? Or uh, I really want a place to take a big group that has a bar. Uh, then I can certainly help you out with that. But yeah, like what's the best barbecue in Texas? Well, we published it. We published that list of all our thoughts. It's yeah, out yeah. There. yeah. You could find you it. Don't have to wonder. It's not a big secret. And they could join the club if they if they're coming to Texas a lot or they live in Texas. They could also you get a little bit more behind the scenes interviews too. And like yeah, learn more about the people yeah. because join that's the Texas Multi Barbecue Club. Nice mm -hmm. plug there. Thank you. Yeah, no, I think that's a and it's a smart and I've I would be yeah you're you're welcome. I know, but it's still I think that I think that it's a really good resource and I yeah and I'm and I'm a sucker for the people and the stories and so that's why I love I think that people should go visit people because there's a lot of places that are not in the middle of nowhere but they're out and so if you read up on the people you learn more than it makes gives you more reason to go visit have you stayed at the gauge hotel ever uh yeah i did stay at the gauge hotel is that a so is so say so say someone's in austin or dallas to make that trip that's a spend the night trip right out to yeah i mean going out to marathon that's that's a long way out there that's yeah. a commitment and besides if you're going to marathon or marfa um Alpine, Fort Davis, any of them. If that's your destination and you've already gone that far and you aren't also planning to drive down into Big Bend National Park, then you're crazy. Yeah. It's one of the most beautiful places in the entire country. Mm -hmm. uh, it is one of the, it's, I don't think it's the least, but one of the least visited national parks just because of how far away it is from everything else. And so, yeah, uh, I, would, I would make it an overnight trip or two nights uh, just so you can spend some time in the park while you're down there. Yeah, no, I, that's when I'm when I'm set free again. I, I that's one of the places I really want to visit because there's there's a lot to see and there's also museums and there's things there's in Marfa there. But um, as far as hotels, yes, I went and stayed at the Gage Hotel. But um, and I know there are people who are really into hotels. Mm -hmm. uh, 
but I know one person who is not, and that's the person that um, uh, <laughs> that looks over my expense reports and approves them or not. Sweet. So I am a Holiday and Express guy. Like, if you've yeah. got a Holiday and Express anywhere near there, then that's probably where I'm going to stay because I know it's going to have good Wi-Fi. I know exactly what to expect from the room. There's going to be almost certainly like a banana um, out there for breakfast in the morning. <laughs> yeah, always free parking. So. Yeah, no, that's, and that, it makes sense for when I travel business, it makes a lot of sense just to do that. But if you're like gallivanting around and having to, you know, you want to do something special, obviously there's hotels probably near most of the destinations that you want to go to. Yes. And, it's, and there's a lot of history and Texas has a lot of history. Oh, is there specifically a, anything you listen to music wise that you've been known to listen to for road trips? Uh, known to listen to. I mean, I, I love Sturgill Simpson. I've uh, been listening to a lot of American Aquarium lately. I just went to see a Robert Earl Keen show last night uh, in, here in Dallas. It's on his farewell tour, farewell tour okay. which means uh, that a, a couple old albums of Robert Earl Keen just went back on my phone just so I can relive those, uh, relive some of those glory days. Yeah. Oh, and the, the Sing 2, that soundtrack is a <laughs> banger. I'm not, I'm not joking. Like not if, joking. You, if you're getting tired on a road trip, uh, and you throw that thing on, like, yeah. First thing too. Okay, I'm gonna put a link to that to the Spotify, like maybe or Apple. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I'll go, I'm on my walk tonight. I'm gonna listen to the Sing Two. <laughs> so it's not the Stranger Things soundtrack. It's the Sing Two soundtrack. Sing Two soundtrack. Yes. Wow. Okay. And you, <laughs> I am so interested now. It's I don't have kids. I, I have no idea what I'm gonna be in for. But I, but I, I think I saw Sing One with my niece and nephew and i think that yeah sing one is a good movie sing two is better i like sing two better myself so you're actually uh, recommending that movie too to, for people oh i love that movie okay. yeah i mean the thing is it is uh like the central figure in it is this character who's obviously bono and uh, you can there's a lot of shit talk about about you two and what sort of band they are but for me i think it's sort of our generation's beatles like some people love them some people are eh, on them whatever that's a good point but watching that movie and and hearing you know the the, the crowd sing these u2 songs oh, you know, cool. I, I grew up with like joshua tree was one of the first albums that, oh, yeah. I, that really made an impression on me. uh yeah sing to uh with the u2 soundtrack <laughs> the u2 guided soundtrack so is it u2 heavy yeah yeah oh, there's, that's cool. there's several of them in there and a couple of covers like i was thinking like is did scarlett johansson in her acting career ever expect that she was going to be doing a duet with bono it's like a, a weird direction for an actor's uh uh career to turn but did bono when he made joshua tree ever think that he'd be someday animated and well, Scarlett Johansson wasn't born then, so he probably never assumed he yeah, would yeah. be doing a duet with her. <laughs> no, if I'm saying yeah. be, ani be animated. Yes, that he would be an animated lion yeah. in a movie. Yeah, that was probably just, not. Probably and not. I think that you two, maybe right before the pandemic, toured just playing all Joshua Tree straight through. I think they. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, which would just be phenomenal. I think that would be. It would be very if, topical. For, for yeah, if you if you want to just throw some, uh, if you want to throw Joshua Tree in there as well, yeah. yeah. Where the streets have no name, that's that's a good one to start with. It starts off slow, you know. It starts off, uh, you know, pretty low. It builds and builds and builds and builds. Yeah. So it's a good way to start off a road trip. Yeah. And Robert Earl Keen's barbecue. I mean, if you want to go super literal. Okay. Oh. Barbecue, sliced beef and bread, beans and sausage, and a cold big red. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's all that's awesome actually if i knew how to take clips from, from things we could we had all these we have all these little nuggets of clips but also too uh with american aquarium what album should i listen to oh uh well so it's the the 10th anniversary of burn flicker and die and okay. i've shared this on my twitter as well but it's just really cool to see a band that so 10 years ago they made that album and i didn't know anything about the band then but 10 years ago they made that album thinking that it was their last one like that was their last hurrah it was over oh really they just had enough studio time for that album and they were going to release it and they were done and then it became their best-selling album and kept them on the road and they've continued and made several more albums after that the one that uh the one I listen to actually more often on the road is Slappers and Bangers, which is their covers of 90s country songs. Oh, yeah, that's, like oh, that's covering cool. Covering Joe Diffie and yeah, um, Hal Ketchum and stuff like that. That's good. Oh, okay. So that, I can uh, find all that on, on. But yeah, the Burn, Flicker, Die, there's a, a song on it called Casualties. And it's basically their, it's their announcement of the end of their career like it's over it's uh we tried we tried as best as we could and it's just not going to work out here so oh really uh it's all over and how, yeah how did you how did you get connected because you know that i went out and ate barbecue with them okay so, <laughs> so did, they, did, they, did they ask you to go to or was it they came through they came through dallas and i um and i don't remember why they reached out to me we had been we had been talking on social media before that Okay. They said they were coming to Dallas and wanted a good place to eat. I told them I'd meet them at Cadillac and uh, we went and ate a Cadillac and then they were still hungry. And so we ate, went and ate pizza at Zoli's right after. And that's when I knew that they were serious eaters. And, uh, and then you guys can be friends. <laughs> yeah. And so now whenever they're out on the road, they ask me for different barbecue recommendations. Oh, uh, that's cool. Wherever they land. And last Saturday I came back from snows. They'd never gone to snows. And I brought a couple of pork steaks uh, oh. that they only spent three hours in my car, but three hours in the cooler, trying to keep them as warm as possible to get to them. And they uh, scarf them down almost immediately. Oh, that's cool. That's cool for them. Like it's mutually cool. That's, that's really yeah. interesting. I, didn't, I was wondering how you got connected because I heard about them because of you. And okay. Then, yeah. And then Kelly, and I think I heard them. about him because of Chase Colston, who that runs the Troubadour Barbecue Festival. Okay. Yeah. And so I think yeah. I'd, try, I'd, seen, I'd seen you say something and then Kelly Yandel after her road trip with you. And I kind of wanted to end right. this with maybe some memorable road trips, but that's, well, that's the think... most memorable. Uh, you, you mentioned Kelly Yandel and uh, she put out, um, she put out a message uh, last, you know, this is like last July, I think. Uh, she put out a message that was like, uh, based on seeing all the dessert lineup at Evie Mays, she put out a message like, who's driving with me out to Evie Mays and back in my new Porsche? And I called her. I was like, um, <laughs> let's do go next Wednesday. She's like, oh, really? Yeah, I think I can make that work. So 530 in the morning, I went to her house and she drove all the way there and I drove all the way back and we did it all in one day. And uh, even like, took the long way home so i could see some massive cow sculpture so that was kind of like a, that's, what, that's what spurred the question about landmarks like that was something you wanted to specifically see right it is something i wanted to see because the last time i had driven by it i was rushing to get to a barbecue joint that was going to close wow. and i couldn't even stop to get a photo it with this thing uh, with the sculpture so i had to i just had to keep going because i had to make it to this barbecue joint yeah. before it closed and um 
Yeah. And I did, I made it there before they closed, but the, so that's why I don't often put a whole lot of things that I should stop and see along the way. Yeah. But yeah. she, she let me uh, take the long way back so we could drive past it in the top 50 issue. My photo, like yeah. the author photo of me, right the photo here. that she took uh, on that road trip of me in front of that steer, that big, yeah, longhorn sculpture. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's such a cool photo. I think you're wearing a Jess Prowse shirt too, right? Yeah, Beef, Beef Chief. Chief. Yeah, Beef Chief shirt. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And the, weird, the, the strange things that I even know about. But it's uh, but that trip looked amazing. And she said that you are a great driver. Oh, yeah, I was in her We're new like, Porsche. And when we got near Fort Worth, it was pouring, pouring so bad that I couldn't even see the lines on the road. Uh, white knuckling it in somebody else's car yeah in somebody else's car yeah just yeah. where you want to be but yeah, yeah another so uh, then another memorable road trip was uh i went with my family and a couple of friends and we went down to austin uh for me to do the to do several visits for trying to weed out the top 10 for texas monthly and so in we went to more places than this in a weekend but in one day we started at snow's barbecue and then we went to Leroy and lewis and then uh franklin was still takeout only at that point so we picked up franklin barbecue and went to the east austin hotel and ate at poolside and yeah that was a pretty epic day of barbecue eating as yeah as you know now all three of them made it in the top 10 of texas monthly yeah. so getting all three of them in one day that was a treat that's pretty amazing actually and having enough people to share it with that you can really get the entire menu yeah and that's something too like so say if someone wants to go to snows they have to get there really early and i, I don't yes. know i think still i think they still have to get there really early yes. so that's kind of you have to gauge your day and engage your stamina because after having that you can probably go up towards like Louis Miller and Brett's and like that kind of. Mm-hmm. I think you, that yeah, I mean the the snows to Louis Miller is uh, is a common one. I think. Yeah, I mean the line at snows is crazy. I went there last weekend and no, I didn't stand in the line. I went right back to the back cash register and asked for two pork steaks to go. Anybody can do that, really. You can call in and ask for a to go order. I did not and know that. The thing is, like, you're supposed to just take it with you, and I was lucky enough to show up and get two pork steaks and yeah. have the, uh, you know, the lovely folks at Snow's say, is there anything you'd like to eat here? I was like, well, why? Yes, I would. I would yeah. love some of my own pork steak and maybe a rib and some brisket. And are there specific, so, so that also too kind of ties into something I think I had on my list. Was, oh, yeah, when I'm going yeah. out judging a barbecue joint, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at brisket, ribs and sausage, but, you know, look at the menu, look at what they yeah. maybe highlight or, um, you know, if they got a box around it on the menu, then then that's something you yeah. want to order. Uh, if it um, if there's a pork steak on the menu, I'm always going to order it. I love okay. pork steak, and the people who cook and serve pork steak usually do it because they love it too. Mm-hmm. So it's usually going to be really good. And when I'm with a group, you know, I really reserve things like a whole beef rib for when I'm with a group, uh, and that half chickens, sense. like. I would, I, I love a great half chicken far more than I do mm-hmm. slices of smoked turkey. But if I'm alone, then I'll probably just get like a slice okay. of smoked turkey instead of getting an entire half chicken. Uh, so yeah, I love really good chicken, smoked chicken. Yes. But uh, direct heat chicken if possible. Mm-hmm. It's always better. And you also can't use their social media to always gauge what they have as a special, because sometimes like, people put things and then they don't have it again for a month. 
or right or hurtado like it seems like they're changing things all the time like there's a lot of places that well and often they'll put up um you know they'll announce what their special is going to be and yeah and like the first 20 way. people order it then yeah. it's gone so it's it's a it's a tool but also to don't get your heart set on a special necessarily because like i know with you i've talked to people and they said oh yeah daniel came by and i think i was talking to grecia at um 2m and i guess you'd come for something specific i, I forget what it was at 2m and bait a baked good some kind of baked good and then oh yeah out. yeah she i i was hoping that she had the pop tarts the pop tarts yeah that's what it was yeah and she had several different types of cheesecakes which that was certainly no downer yeah. like it was it was still quite quite the reward yeah and then she actually mailed me some pop tarts later oh she said that yes i remember her saying that yeah. okay all right so it's it's just with specials and things there's generally a core menu for most of these restaurants i think what hope people would know that but I'm sure people come and get angry that they can't get the blah, 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 because it's sold out. And, and also to know that these places sell out. Yes. As a rule. Well, know that they sell out. Yeah. And know that, uh, you know, that maybe your second or third option on the menu mm-hmm. might be incredible yeah. uh, once you get it and eat it. So, you know, don't yeah. be too forlorn. Yeah. That just opens you up to a new opportunity. And then is there a favorite, do you have a favorite chopped beef place now that Max is gone? Um, it's, it's gotta be Miller's smokehouse and Belton basically because anything on the buns that they make are just phenomenal. Yeah. The buns they make are ridiculously good. Uh, but their brisket is also fantastic. So they're yeah. chopped beef on a bun. Uh, but I don't have that place locally yet that I really just, okay, go, so that I can just go sort of enjoy barbecue without thinking about it. Stay tuned, I guess. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah. Let me think on that one. Okay. Well, if you if you think of something in the next three or four days, I can pop well, it into the intro. One thing I've thought of is the importance of water on a barbecue. Oh, roof. Okay. You know, especially if you're going to be drinking alcohol too. Water, water, water. Like get a bottle of water, drink water with your meal, mm-hmm. drink water alongside your beer or mixed drink or whatever. Awesome. Um, the, your body is not conditioned for the salt intake that you're going to go through on a big barbecue road trip. Okay. And so uh, I almost always will get a bottle of water to take with me so that I can drink it between the first place and the second place and then another, the second and third place. Because uh, otherwise you're going to dehydrate yourself. You're going to tire yourself out. It's just not going to be any fun. So just keep drinking that water. So it's the hydration. I never even thought about that. That's, that does make sense. I usually have water in my car, but that's something that yeah. uh, that's okay. That's smart. Is there anything else that you could think of that are keys for, we're making a good, a good trip. Uh, I mean, pickles, eat the pickles. Um, the pickles are medicinal. They will help you be able to eat more barbecue. And uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with like a good 2 p.m. coffee break, you know, just to keep yourself alert. <laughs> yeah, so you can make it to that's actually that's a, that's a smart thing, too. Have you had the Muscovy coffee from Miller's? Oh, yeah. I mean, Miller's Smokehouse is just one of my favorite places to stop, yeah. whether it's for barbecue or just stop to get some coffee and a dessert. Yeah, uh, their breakfast is amazing too. Uh, so when I'm headed down to Austin, yeah, sometimes my steering wheel just like pulls itself off the uh, to the Central Avenue exit there in Belton because they are so close to the highway and they're open for breakfast uh, nearly every day. And they've got just fantastic coffee as well. So and so if you're go- you're coming from Dallas to Austin, Miller's is on Belton's on the way, right? 
yeah, Belton is two hours uh, south of Dallas, one hour north of Austin. So yeah, it's right there. Um, I feel like it's a, still a sleeper. It's a, and I hate to say they were a sleeper. I, I think it is still a sleeper. I think, um, you know, I, I think if you take into account everything that they offer, there aren't many barbecue joints out there that can match up with that at all. Yeah. I mean, the, the desserts, all the homemade breads, the homemade tortillas, uh, just how great the barbecue is, how great the sides are, the coffee. I mean, they take their coffee just seriously so, too. So just, good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they roast their own coffee. Yeah. Like they, they import the beans, they roast the coffee. It's uh, bagged up under their own label. And uh, that's the coffee they use. I was even out in El Paso at um, Desert Oak Barbecue. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they've got a second location that is using the Muscovy coffee uh, in all of their espresso-based mm-hmm. coffee drinks. Well, I think the, the model that Desert Oak used is a really smart one when they serve breakfast at their second location. Okay. And, uh, but their breakfast is uh, like a, it's a chili Colorado taco made with leftover chunks of leftover smoked brisket. That's smart. And they make a picadillo taco, which is you, it's the leftover raw brisket that they grind up and make the picadillo. And one of their featured items is a burger uh, that is using up all their scrap as well. So uh, they're they're finding a good use for any sort of leftovers they might have from the restaurant. That's so to smart. Be reworked into a breakfast menu um, at another location, and I, yeah, I think it's genius. And that's and Desert Oak and El Paso. Eh? That's Desert Oak and El Paso, and you know, I'm sure the folks at Miller's and Belton would tell you too that the return on investment, the profitability of um, espresso coffee, you know, of an espresso is a whole lot better than a pound of brisket. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anything you can do to, uh, you know, make yourself more marketable in another category outside yeah. meat on butcher paper is a good one. Yeah, yeah, that's it's it just seems like I've I it's one of the high high places on my list to visit because it wasn't it might have been around but when I was in Texas it uh, would it be a, have been around ten years ago? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was around then, uh, but was very small. Um, that was like the early days when they were yeah at the other they program. did. They were doing takeout only. Yeah. Anyway, long history there, but they've, yeah. they've been around a long time, but they've been just building and getting bigger and bigger and better um, for a long while now. My last question then, is there, is there a gas station or a truck stop or anywhere that has good barbecue that people don't know about? Like do people go to people like, I don't know if I'll put this Bucky's do people either is it any good? The, no the barbecue of bucky's is not there okay. the sausage on a stick is just fine because they okay. <laughs> they get it from a central texas sausage maker i think they get it from janix oh. and um and it's a good smoked sausage mm-hmm. it's uh, okay so yeah if you're gonna stop at bucky's i would i would get the sausage on a stick okay their their brisket sandwich is uh not very good okay good at least the ones i've had um let's see i've had Oh, well, I was at Nathan's Barbecue in Brenham. Uh, It's only one location and it is in the back of a gas station. So you can like walk through the convenience store to the restaurant or you can drive around back and walk Mm -hmm. straight into the restaurant. The brisket was not really all that great, uh, but they, they had a really great smoked sausage and chicken and their pork ribs are good too. So if you're happy, you know, and that is right on 290 in between Houston and Austin. Mm-hmm. So there's like a good chance that there are people traveling that route that might need a place to stop. Uh, there is gas at every Rudy's barbecue, uh, at least oh, everyone that true. I know of there's, there's gas at them and they're not overpriced. Like they, you know, they don't gouge you just cause they're at a Rudy's mm-hmm. barbecue. 
H-E-B has their true true Texas barbecue, but that's not H-E-B has their true Texas barbecue. And, you know, there is something really nice about being out on the panhandle and stopping at an all subs. And that is the convenience store of choice out there. Okay. And there's an all subs in every town, it seems. And they are famous for this bean burrito, which, you know, if you're out on a road trip, you probably don't need the, uh, you know, it's pretty filling and comes with some salsa. And anyway, I enjoy it. It's trash food, but it's good. (laughs) Uh, But the thing that I usually am looking for at all subs is, and it's not like all subs is the only place with this, but it's that little freezer chest of ice cream stuff and frozen treats and the snickers ice cream bar it's like the best ice cream bar ever created and if you know you maybe struck out on barbecue joints on finding any really good barbecue joints and you just want to treat yourself and yeah get over your sorrows of uh wasted miles uh stop in for stop it at all subs to grab yourself frozen snickers and a frozen snickers ice cream bar Okay. And well, then I think that the really fantastic like, as some chevrons out here, they have those. So I, I'm going to look for. Yeah, that. I mean, it's not the only yeah, place yeah. that. Yeah, has I know, it. but so that's some reason I associate it. Like, yeah. and maybe I associate it because when I'm out in that area, uh, when I'm out in all subs land, uh, the barbecue joints are few and far between. So you got to travel long distances yeah. between them, and um, you know sometimes they well you strike out a little more often out there as well. So it's is. This is a question I, I should know. Is Truth open in Brennan right now? Or are they? Yeah. Okay. So what days yes, of the week? Truth Barbecue is open. I think they're Thursday, maybe Friday through Sunday. Okay. So. Yeah. But they're definitely open. And is that because that would be a, a fun thing for, because the one that you've, the one on the list, is it both locations or is it considered the Houston location? I mean, we put the Houston location on the list for the same reason we put the San Antonio location of Pinkerton. Okay. Because we, we put. Mm-hmm the designation for the one that scored highest. Now, if we had some awful meal at the other location, we probably would have mentioned that mm-hmm. uh, in the write-up that like there's really one location to go to. But um, I mean, certainly truth and Brenham, we've got it. Uh, we have it designated as a top 50 barbecue joint on our barbecue app. Same, oh, perfect. So it's- same reason that we have Pinkerton's um, original location mm-hmm. in Houston and Killens in Pearland and in the Woodlands. True. Um, so there are many in the top 50 that have, um, you know, two or more locations with Terry Blacks and Austin and Dallas. That's soon to be Lockhart. Lockhart, I know. <laughs> have you seen their, I saw a photo of the six Mobergs that they have. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. big. It's massive. <laughs> they're they going to make a splash in Lockhart. Gosh, isn't that crazy? Well, how far away is it from Kreitz or from somebody? Because it, I don't so know. If you're, I, I down, it. if you're headed down from Austin, uh, so, you know, you head down the tollway uh, mm-hmm. and then you hop off 183 to go into Lockhart, uh, which becomes Colorado Street. And it is the first barbecue joint that you will encounter oh in gosh. Lockhart on your way Holy from Austin. Smokes. And that is... I, I think it might be right near where the Black's Barbecue billboard is. Yeah, that's uh, okay. I know that. See the Black's exactly. Barbecue billboard. Then you'll see Terry Black's Barbecue. And then you'll see Kreitz Market. And then, uh, you know, further into town, you get, you get Smitty's and, and Black's right there, uh, right near the square. And then Chisholm Trail a little Chisholm further Trails. down. And then Ryder's Barbecue is one I haven't been to yet. Okay. Which is on the, uh, it's the rare 
I think Terry Black's is on the east side of 183 too, which all the other ones are on the west side. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. So, and also too, maybe we'd end this with, cause you have to go to in a second, uh, the Texas monthly barbecue festival is November 8th. Yeah. 3rd? So that Terry Black's barbecue is going to be open in time. It's yeah, supposed no. to be open in time for the Texas monthly barbecue fest, which is happening for the first time in Lockhart. Uh, we've had it in Austin every year prior. Mm-hmm. And so we're certainly excited about the, the prospects of having a two-day event. One is in downtown Lockhart, what we're calling our Barbecue World's Fair, uh, which is, uh, there's no ticket price for that. There's a bunch of different vendors that you can pay for barbecue. Okay. Uh, and then our Sunday event, which will be at the Lockhart City Park, which is, I think right now we're up to 44 of the top 50 are going to be out there, which is wow. bigger than we've ever That's had. That's huge, yeah. We've usually had about 30, uh, maybe 32. And so having 44 of them, uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, and there's Talk still more tickets like available. Right? Pent up energy yeah, exactly. <laughs> of, of uh, pitmasters and barbecue joints to get out there on the festival circuit. That yeah. I think is evidence of it right there. Yeah, at least this one for sure will be. That, and that's in event. the first. That's the first weekend in November. Is okay. And it's it, there's tickets. Are there still tickets like VIP tickets or? There, I don't think there are any VIP tickets left. Okay. Um, but there are uh, general admission. The- yeah, there's general admission tickets left. Uh, and like I said, come on out on Saturday uh, just to see all the different vendors and everything that we've brought together. It's going to yeah. be fun. That's and bands, uh, live music, five live bands on Saturday. Wow. So you said it's the what rec American Aquarium will be there. No, <laughs> all the no, ones you listed. Everything no, Robert O'Keefe. That's his, he's on his farewell tour right now. That's his. Yeah, I know. Went to see his last stop in Dallas, and my wife joked. So are you going to go to Billy Bob's over in Fort Worth tonight to go see another one? And uh, I'm not. No. no. <laughs> Too far. Well, thank you for taking the time for this. I I was thinking of doing some kind of like top 10 tips, but like number one, I'm not a huge fan of like that kind of thing. But also I knew that this would be kind of uh, all over the place because there's a lot that goes into a barbecue road trip, especially for someone that's not you. But you have the knowledge. And I'm all over the place. And yeah. So am I. So yeah. it's perfect. But thank you so much for taking the time. Well, thanks a lot. Thank you so much. Have a good, good talking to you. Yeah. Great talking to you. All right. All right. Bye.